Well, welcome back to another episode of The Miles Driven with me, Miles. Diagwitch. And yeah. me, Sam. Is that why you didn't want to do the introduction this week? Yes. You already had it. <laughs> I did. Diagwitch. Um, okay, you're going to have to give me some sort of clue. It's uh, this. It's close. Okay. Mm. I, I thought I would have heard of it if it was close. Um, and old. Um, mm, I, uh, Iceland? No. Much cold, very cold, very cold. As in, you're very cold. As in, oh, right. okay. I can seek. I was going to start guessing Finland and Sweden. <laughs> um, it's not Spanish, not Italian. Port- Warmer than Iceland. Romanian. Oh, very cold. So, oh, so it's not sort of it's not that way of things. No, Bulgaria, that's not really Romania. close, though, is it? Um, uh, not, it- not Italy. No, much Spain. closer. France. Closer. Belgium. Uh, Netherlands? Closer. Closer than the Netherlands? Yes. Welsh. You're in the right area of the world. Gaelic? Now. Well done. Congratulations. Oh, did I say Gaelic on a previous podcast? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I might have done. Well, well there, you go. If I <laughs> there we go. That's, what was it again, Sam? Diagwitch. And that is? Gaelic. No. What, what is it? <laughs> what did you say? Hello. <laughs> it said he- it's hello, but it also means God be with you. Oh, okay. Because you know you're awesome. Because you, you yeah. like the, uh, the man yeah, upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, um, for people who haven't listened to our podcast before, this is an automated podcast, but Sam does have his uh, interesting introductions for people. But, but Sam doesn't do anything automotive. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> for people who've uh, listened to it before, they'll know that that's Sam's usual entertainment. So, if you haven't listened to it before, what are you doing starting here? Get yourselves back to episode one and start again. Although, maybe start on episode three because the first two episodes had, frankly, they weren't our best sound recording quality. Something poor recording qualities. Yeah, and they weren't. I mean, I've listed them back now with a lot of edits. They've then they're they're listenable, but they're not amazing. Well, there's a famous phrase: you can you can only there's only so much you can polish her. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you are listening now, it is your first episode. Please stop listening and go back to the beginning and start. You know again. what's funny? In a previous podcast, about twenty podcasts ago, you said, "Why would people start from the beginning?" When I quote, when I said to you. Oh, I can't imagine I would have said that. You did because I said in the, you said something in the podcast. And I said people who are just uh, who've gone all the way back and started listening at the start and have come to hear, and you were like, "Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just start where you are?" If I said the phrase, "Why would you start from the beginning?" I want that clipped and put at the beginning in the intro music. Fine, <laughs> that's not a problem. <laughs> I want that and to you know be what? One of the clips with the stuff you did last week, which was just giving me sound bites. I probably could just make it myself, even if you didn't say it. So. <laughs> Um, I'll start with a little bit of a game with you this week, Sam, I think, which is going to be best Deal. or higher. <laughs> yeah. uh, Here's what you could have won. Best best selling car in the world, Sam. Do you know? A Toyota something. It is a Toyota something. Oh, Yaris. No, Corolla. Very good. That is uh, the best selling car go. in the world. And there was no precursor to this podcast. No, I haven't no, actually no, seen good. Miles in over a week. Yeah, that was good. Well, that's fallen flat on its face for you, isn't it? No, because the problem <laughs> that's is... 20 that... minutes of podcast content gone. <laughs> that's the intro to the game, so that so that ah. listeners can understand what we're going to do now. Because what you're now going to do is we're going to do national bestsellers around the world. Because okay. so, my, my uh, knowledge of other countries is so high. Yeah, so we're going to go off the list that I've got in front of me, which is... Um, it's not like every country in it, so we're not going to do stuff you wouldn't have... You know, we'll have no idea. Although, well, a lot of this... I don't even know if you'll know some of the cars. So, brilliant. That's we'll start in Australia. The Holden. No. Uh, What's the then. two car manufacturers? Opal. No. The two car manufacturers that are always butting heads because of Bathurst and things like that. I have no idea what you just said. 
Okay, it's a Ford. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. You would have Afford, heard... afford what? And then have a guess. No. <laughs> I think you would have actually heard of this car before, but they didn't... I'll give you another clue, which they didn't sell it over here. Oh, it begins with a T, doesn't it? Not a T. No. Uh, does it begin with a B? We're not going to go through the alphabet. <laughs> Listeners are thinking, uh, is it this? And then there's just you, you going through the alphabet. Give me a clue. Um, named after a bird. Silence. Yeah, silence. Because it's very difficult to it's think and speak it, at the same time. You know, we, we've said this before that we sometimes make mistakes in the podcast. Then I listen to them back when I'm doing the editing, and I'm thinking, surely we didn't say that. Surely I haven't just got this letter wrong in a name or something like that. And we do it all the time because you can't talk and think at the same time. No, I see. It. All I can think of is eagles and albatrosses, and it's not going to be either of those. Not too far. I mean, it's a Ford Falcon. Oh, I had heard of that. That's a three and a half. It's like a four units. by four by four, isn't it? No. Okay. Cool. My 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 knowledge sh- shining through here. It's a it's like a saloon. It's like a Ford Mondeo. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Oh, I've just shown you what the next car. Mm, is. Yes, you have. Well, what's the best selling <laughs> car in Brazil, Sam? Is it a Toyota Hilux? No. Oh, yeah, you next one. the wrong country. Yeah. <laughs> like, deliberately, deliberately there. <laughs> Argentina would be the one after it, but I don't know. It's a Volkswagen. Oh, Passat, or mm. equivalent thereof, Golf. No, well, that's close. I'll take the points. Half a point for that. Although, interestingly, the what picture, do I win in this game? Um, the... Pride, which at the minute you're losing <laughs> spades. So you win the opportunity to record another podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay, Argentina, Sam. Uh, is it a four by four? Yes. Uh, well, yeah. <sighs> right. Now, what do we think? Could it be an Amarok? Could it be an F150? I know, I'm going to just go wild out of the ballpark. That's a Hilux. Uh, uh, wow, amazing. It's, oh, it's, it's like, it's, it's it's like, like I'm it. telepathic. <laughs> now, this is an interesting one. I don't think you'll get it, but I'll throw it out there because... Miles, if I'm honest, <laughs> I think the the, uh, the listeners' expectations are so low Yeah, <laughs> that if I get the right brand at any point, they'll yeah. be shocked. China, best-selling car. Oh, it'll be it's, one of those Chinese companies. It is one of those Chinese cars. companies. The you... only one that I know that probably isn't even Chinese is Sangyong. Yeah, which uh, it's not. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, it's not the answer. But you're. Oh, I mean, you're. you're I, don't, right I don't know the them. I don't know the company. It's a Wuling Hangwang. Oh, okay. Do you know what's what incredible? is it? It's like a people, an MPV people, like carriers. a Ford Galaxy. Um, I think Ford Galaxy would be upset with the comparison. It's like a... <laughs> wow, that, that's really low-balling. <laughs> well, the, the, the picture I've got is one in brown. It really doesn't do anything. Do you know what? I'd probably take that over a Ford Galaxy. Yeah. I but the, I'm talking the old, like, egg-shaped Ford yeah, Galaxy. Yeah. I don't know quite how to describe it to the listeners. It's quite boxy. You know the new London taxis, if you've seen one of the electric ones? Do you know ones? you can get those as vans? Can you? I've seen them driving around in where we live. Right. What, as a They're van? not just taxis. They're oh, actually sold as a van. Yeah, because the the ta- the company is called uh, TX1 or something. But I don't know, but they, they make it. They, they so make they make taxis vehicles. and vans. Yeah, then. yeah. It's exactly the same as a London taxi, but it hasn't got doors or windows in the back. Yes, I'm pretty sure because the thing. It's the sort of thing that you wouldn't get in thinking this is a taxi. No, <laughs> I think <laughs> someone opens a side sliding door, says, "In you get, <laughs> in you go, mate." Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Just ign- move that rope and that spade. <laughs> I think that um, they're a Chinese-owned company now. I think they were okay. bought out. And they, they do look nice with the new it. taxis. Yeah. Like the new buses. They also look nice. But they're not new anymore, new are they? They're okay, yeah. Okay. Old. But uh, Do you want to guess how many of those they have sold since 2010? 
what 4.9 million wow that was do you know what and i know that he's genuinely just guessing off the top of his head because a i didn't tell him we were going to play this game <laughs> no, you didn't. and b he hasn't seen the figures 4.6 oh i'm taking that's, four points from that. that that's a really good guess that was um it's incredible to think there's a vehicle out there that sold that many units to put it into perspective the ford falcon in australia since 1960 has sold nine hundred thousand. no no nah. Like three and a half million. I'll tell you what, that run came to an end very yeah, quickly, did, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> but it's just incredible. I, how many people have heard of that car? How many people well, are listening? If you're, if you're listening, have you, did you, have you heard of a Wuling Hong Wang before? Probably not. I imagine, probably not. And four and a half million of them are just on the streets somewhere. On the streets of, the, of, 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 of Asia, yeah. I imagine. Uh, the Czech Republic. Now come on, well, think about bring it up for some a countries that I would know. <laughs> think about it for a second. It's the Czech Republic. So, right. What manufacturer is it going to be? Well, I don't know. It's Skoda. Well, they're Swedish, aren't they? No. Where is Skoda from? The... Are yeah. they actually from the Czech Republic? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Unless, unless oh, I, a no, Skoda. No, I'm, I'm I'm positive. I'm going to double check um, it as I say it because. Uh... Oh, now see, is it? It's not going to be a Fabia. Or is it going to be a Fabian? No, Ooh, it's I'm not. not telling you that. Um, what's the Skoda Saloon? The Octavia. Yeah, it's not that either, is it? Um, I can't see them driving around in a Yeti. Well, you've got to think also that it's. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, they, they are. Uh, I thought they were. Oh, well, I, I did not. I did not Republic know that com- uh, company. Um, well, I think that actually you'll find they're a Czech company. A Czechia. Czechia is actually not the name of Czech the... Republic. Yeah, sorry. This all this... of our. Czech listeners are going to be outraged. They're going to be fuming with you. Although, using that. no, I did actually genuinely speak to someone who was uh, from the Czech Republic, well, from Czechia, and they had left the country when it was still the Czech Republic. And they told me, and I didn't know anything about why this change happened. And that's the largest sort of, um, how would you call it? We would have it as a, a county, the equivalent to that there. Yeah. Is called Czechia. And when a national vote happened, oh, okay. it's a lot like the Netherlands. And uh, would they call them states like they do in America? It's kind of like states. And so the largest one there was called Czechia. When they had the vote, obviously they voted for the country to be called that. But it's a lot like Holland, region, Holland, and the Netherlands. So people will call it Holland. Yeah, Holland's the largest. I'm going there in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, end of the month actually. For we're going to Amsterdam for the weekend. Oh right, okay. It was a we had to use up a flight voucher, and that was the best thing we could find for. Could do a bit of uh, rent a get to get a little car out there or something. Do a bit of car testing, Sam. That's probably the bottom of the list of things. That in I'm... Amsterdam to do, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I just want to stress, we're not going there on a stag do. So what people are thinking I'm going to do in Amsterdam, Amsterdam is not what's going to happen with my fiance in Amsterdam. No. Well, she might just chuck you out of the room and then, you know, you can go. Well, I plan on people. spending a good period of time when we get there at the airport. Yes, definitely. For an hour or the, six. KLM, sorry, we're going way off topic, but to KLM... They well, it's, it's got engines and yeah, wheels. Yeah, there we go. Does KLM still set fly the 747? Uh, potentially, cargo-wise, anyway. Oh, cargo they will, won't they? I was thinking Lufthansa sell, uh, did the 747. But it's good, it's good for passengers. being able to be close to the airport there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that airport's yeah. the one that runs over the, uh, runs over the road. Yeah, so you can pretty much just walk around the edge of it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, anyway, best-selling car in, in Czechia. The Skoda. Yeah. Half a point there. And what, what you've got to remember is that the longer a car has been around, the more likely it is to be the best Yeah, seller. but you see, I don't know what their old stuff is called. Well, no, but... I'm going to say a Skoda Saloon. So you're right. It's the Skoda Octavia. It's oh, okay. a shame I, you didn't get yeah. it. Uh, it's been around since nineteen. Well, technically, I did, because I asked you first. The first thing I said was, what is the Skoda Saloon called? And then when I told you, you went, no, it's not that. 
Well, I was kind of running. Well, to be fair, they have the Octavia and they have the Superb. Yeah, exactly. Right, you thought it was the Superb. I did. Well, it's such a great car. Interesting. (laughs) Oh come on, that was funny. That yes. (laughs) Everybody's laughing now. They are. And they're wondering why is Miles being such a horrible person to this guy? I apologise. He's nothing but funny on this podcast. I was looking away at the figures to read them back to you. Tell you what. Stand-up comedian tickets have gone down since we started making this podcast. Yeah, people are like, well, have. I don't need to pay to go to see Jason Manford or Michael McIntyre anymore. Just, just I'll just listen to, to Sam. Sam. Yeah, yeah. One day you'll have and That's your... what I do. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't listen to yourself on the podcast. No, so. but I listen to myself talk all day long and I find myself hilarious. Right, yeah, well, ditto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Um, well, I, how many ironically, you, you do listen to yourself. Uh, a lot. Well, on, on I list myself on the podcast because I have to do all the. And I can imagine you sit there going, Sometimes, "Well, no, you listen to the finished ones while you're driving." Course. I imagine you just sit there and go, "I am superb." Yes, <laughs> generally. I think, oh, if only Sam wasn't here. <laughs> Funny, it was just me droning on yeah, for, an hour for hours and hours. and hours. This would be number one on the yeah. iTunes chart. Just, just review after review of this is the best I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> By Miles G. Yes, one. exactly. Miles yeah. G. Two. <laughs> um, they sold six million of those since. Since 1996. Oh, so people in, well done, Skoda. People in Czechia really just do buy Skodas. Like, really buy Skoda Octavias. So Good. anyway, it pales in comparison to the next one. France. What do they buy? The and how many Renault. Very good. Clio. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, wasn't, it, in, it wasn't difficult, was got it? it in, well, it could have been, but it could have been one Miles, of the older cars. It, when you watch like old um, films like the first Bourne film, I yeah. think there's a bit, it might be the second or the third or the 85th, there's a bit in France, or is it a film like that in France, oh, and all the police yes. drive police Renault Clios. Yeah. But then police drive Vauxhall Astros sometimes, and BMWs. Sometimes they might have a Megane, maybe. If, they, if they've got to get, you know, a load yeah, of If they've got a load of budget left yeah. at the end of the year. <laughs> How many units? How many? Since 2013. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ten, since 1990, sorry. 10.9. 12.3 million. So well, I was in double bad. digits. Not bad. Germany. Best-selling car in Germany. The Volkswagen. Yes. Golf. It's over... Uh, yes. <laughs> Number of units? 26.7. Oh, have you looked at this? <laughs> genuinely haven't. 25 million. I tell you what, I am on fire. <laughs> that, that was good guy. Although, I would just say that figure is only until 2006. I don't so care. So, what's happened in the last 15, 16 years? 128.7 yes. million. <laughs> India. Oh, do you know what's what funny? What they drive in India? No, do you know what's funny? Don't think about what they drive in India. Think, just think about anything else because it's not an Indian car. Or it, actually, it may be. But the last bit, you have definitely heard of the car, and they've only sold four million of these. Oh, you throw me off now. So you have to give me a clue. So it's a car that is sold. Uh, it's produced in Japan. It's sold in the UK. It's not. A popular, I wouldn't say they're a popular brand, but you certainly would have heard of them. They're better known for motorbikes, I would say, particularly fast motorbikes. I know it doesn't really help you. Kawasaki, no, they do make cars as well. That's why, um, what well, name me a Kawasaki car? Well, so that's it, but Kawasaki I can't think, I can't think of actually. Well, but... Only company I can think of that make bikes and cars are BMW. Is it a BMW? No, <laughs> what's so the brand? It, Ducati, it's it's. <laughs> So it starts with the Maruti. Triumph. I can only guess they bought the rights, but it's the Maruti. They don't make bikes. Hold on. Suzuki. Oh. Ah, oh, Suzuki. Suzuki. Alto. So you'd, you'd have seen oh, them wow. later, those. But, okay. Um, this is a bit of a difficult one. I'll, I'll give you one guess and then we'll move on. Indonesia. Oh. If you can get the manufacturer. Um, 
Ford. No, Toyota, which really oh, would have been yeah, the one to go no, for. Yeah, yeah. To- Toyota Avanza. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I couldn't even begin to guess what no, sort well, of shape car well, that they is. they sold 1.8 million of them, so there you go. It's it's like a people carrier. Okay. It's the sort of thing I'd imagine if you landed in Indonesia, like if you landed somewhere at an airport. and That'd be your transfer car. Yeah, that would be your transfer. It would be the cabs outside, that sort of Something stuff. Something you'd buy for a couple of hundred pound of auto trader. Definitely. That probably, you know, you look at it and you think there's something wrong, but you can't quite tell what. And then as you're driving down the road, you would The wheels me. fall off. No, you would call me and say, you're <laughs> crabbing. Like I can see you're oh, driving. Do you remember I sent you that video, that van? Yes. Years ago. Crabbing. It was literally just driving yeah. sideways yeah. down the road. It's <laughs> the axles are not lined correctly. <laughs> it's like they're two different cars. Italy. Now, think, uh, think about if you can just get the manufacturer. Alpha. No, no, it's not. No. Um, There's a big manufacturer in Italy. And Lancia. It's them. No, it's the big manufacturer in Italy. People are going to be screaming. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if you've ever owned one, but you haven't owned it's one. It's on the tip of my tongue. Have you? Yeah, it probably is. Um, They've made, they mainly are known for making sort of small city type cars. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, Fiat. Very good. Um, Do you want to have a punt? It's not the 500. No. It's. They oh, sold them. I'm struggling to think of any other Fiat them. car. So this, they set the record between 83 and 95, and they sold 8 million units. No, I know I know the answer to the question. I just cannot... It, it's so okay. far in the back of my okay. mind. So for the, the keys well, to the filing cabinet. For the listeners as well, I'll give you a bit of a help, which is that I would say it's also a game with cards. Might not be spelled exactly the same, but... Okay, it's the... The, f- the Fiat Solitaire. The Fiat Uno. <laughs> Oh, yeah. right. I was thinking of Open actual is... card games. No. Like with yeah. a deck of cards. Yeah. I thought I'd try and give you something, but um, Japan. I've got to try and remember which, which manufacturers are Japanese now. And it scrambled to- your brains, isn't it? So you, when you start is Toyota podcast, Japanese? Yes. Right, Toyota. Yeah. Um, Supra. <laughs> if only. If only. Um, oh. Again, it's, it does scramble your brain because you can't think of models that they make. If you said to me now, when, when we're sort apart of from the Prius, it. I couldn't name you any other Toyota car. It's funny because you've already said... Oh, the Corolla. Yes. Uh, doesn't even give numbers. They've sold that many of them. 865 yeah. billion. <laughs> now, I, don't, I think if we were just sat somewhere not doing the podcast, not even to think about everything else that we're doing with, you know, keeping uh, all and our if we, notes... If we weren't in, in a room that was slowly going up by about a degree yes. a minute... <laughs> Um, then I think you might, with a bit of time, get at least the manufacturer of the next one, but I don't think here you will. So I'll give you a couple of guesses, but we'll move on otherwise. Malaysia. They do have a manufacturer, so. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, no, And they I think do. you probably, we've talked about it before. Um, no, move on. The Perodua Mivi. Oh, no, I wouldn't have got that. No. But I think you might have got Perodua if we were sort of sat having a Maybe. chat about cars. Poland. Um, tough one sorry i'm just leaving so much silence on what, this podcast what, you okay, dead yeah. out <laughs> so what i'm going to tell you is that a bit similar to the case which country was it with india there's a manufacturer name yeah and then there's the manufacturer after it so it's like they got they bought the rights sort of thing right so okay. if, you, if you don't have to get the man, the first manufacturer because you wouldn't have heard of them but if you can get the second manufacturer then i'll give you the volkswagen no not bad but no it's and it's not as obvious as you'd think and funny enough, now that I see it, I don't know why I... I wouldn't say knew it, but I've seen something about this previously, so I, I might have got to it in my head. No. Polls out there that are listening to this. And what, funny enough, actually, Sam, I, have to say, I think our third or fourth most popular country that listens to this podcast is Poland. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, hello. So shout out to everyone. Oh, I don't think I've done hello in Polish no. yet. <laughs> no, well, better get it for the next one. Um, but they'll probably know the outline. Well, well, I almost wouldn't because if I know we've got most, a lot well, of listeners from there, not... they'll know that I'm not pronouncing it yes. right. They'll be like, why is this guy insulting our language? So it's the Polski, which is the part I wouldn't expect you to get. Fiat 126P. What's that? Uh, it's like a lit. I'd say it's the equivalent. Of, I was going to say mini, but it might be a bit bigger than that. that red I'll one tell there. you what. You you just you just want to go live somewhere else, wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> I mean, I can imagine it, that was between seventy three and two thousand. I mean, that car looks like it was from the seventies. Yeah. I, I again, I think the problem is that since that time. You'd a lot of manufacturers, stuff. yeah, and a lot of yeah. manufacturers would have entered certain markets all at once, and so, for example, now people would say, "Oh, but they sell loads of Volkswagens, for example." Yes, but they'll sell a lot of Polos and Vol- and Golfs and Sats, for example, which yeah, which exactly, then yeah, sort of lowers the overall number for each model, even though the manufacturer is selling a lot there. Yeah. Now I expect you to get the manufacturer of the next one, but I don't expect you to get the model. Romania. Why would you expect me to get the? Manufacturer. Well, because you've just got to think of it as what do they sell? It was set between 1969 and 2004. I have no idea. We actually have talked about it on a previous podcast. And I know you're blanking. And if we weren't doing a podcast, maybe you'd just get it. It's Dacia. Ah. Oh. Yeah, see? The Dacia 1300. Well, I was going to say, it's not going to be any Dacias that we know now. Because... No, no. 2004, they stopped making that. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's annoying. Didn't we do a whole segment on that? I was going to say, yeah. that's why I kind of expected you to get it, but uh, Spain. Oh. They still sell this car to this day. Oh, um, Seat. It's Seat. Um, sold 4 million units. Ibiza? Very, very good. Yeah, yeah that's good going. I was stuck with him. What's the other little Seat that they, I think maybe you city guy. No, no. That's what, that was that was a Skoda. Is it called like a Ala, Ala something? No, it's like old. Oh, there's a tiny a little... Rosa. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Is it no, is it a Rona. No, it's some... a Rosa. I think is the little one, and a Rona is the new SUV. Yeah. Uh, if you can speak for a second, Sam, and I will. Um... Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I wasn't sure whether it was that because obviously that was I didn't know when the Ibiza was while. originally introduced. Yeah, you're thinking of that car. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure. I guess that's the thing with. Didn't sports... you? I think one of your. I think my auntie family, had. Yeah, your auntie had one. It was uh, sort of in a a peachy sort of color, peach wasn't it? Color, yeah. Auto gearbox. I think at, what, at one point license. it might have been red or orange. Could have been anything. She loved or that yellow as well. That was her first. Or it was all three. Yes. <laughs> Probably knowing say it, it was all yeah. three. She loved that car. A little automatic gearbox. Yeah. She drove it a few times. Do you know what? Because your uncle at the same time had a diesel Corsa, didn't he? Uh, was it diesel or was it petrol? It was diesel, definitely. Was it? I remember okay. it being a diesel yeah. Corsa. He ran that. And he got that nearly new, a few months old, and he had done at least 200,000 miles in it. He, I mean, it just was his <laughs> car. For, it was their car for everything. She only got a license. Much Speaking later, of so. cars that have done mileage, I was out in a W Reg. Nice. Ford Galaxy that had only done 120,000 miles. Wow. This week. And do you know what? It was like, inside, it was like new. Show the it. cleanest vehicle I've ever been in, and my mum owns a brand new car. Yeah, so it does show that for the Galaxy really did help. Well, it's why it held its name. Not so bad car to drive, actually. No, no those early Galaxies horrible to look at. Oh yeah, no, I I I'd sold a few of them, but they were they were quite old by the time I entered car sales. But I did sell one or two of them. The later you can see why people bought shape. them. 
Definitely, because then you got... can see why people got really depressed owning them. Yeah, but you've got the driving dynamics that are not far from a car. Whereas if today you wanted a seven seater, unless you bought the new Dacia Jogger, everything is either an SUV or a van. And that yeah, means exactly, that yeah. when you corner in it, it nearly falls. Like it's got that falling over. And it had it had um, it had armrests on the seat, which I yeah, was liking. Which is, feels yeah. like a captain's chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm now in command of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweden. I should get this. You should get this. Saab. Well, Oh, no, it's the other one. Volvo. Volvo. Oh, I didn't think of Volvo. Yeah. Oh, the Volvo S. No. Oh, is it an X? It won't be an XC, will it? No. I don't know then. 200 200 series. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, I forget that Volvo used to make actual cars that (laughs) that weren't just letters and numbers. Yeah. Uh, They sell, what do they sell that? Two and a half, oh, just just shy of three million. Um, Record was set. Oh, it sucks to be Saab. I know it's odd, but again, I suppose Saab never had a very long. It's like you could say a Defender. If you said Defender, they sold loads of them. They, didn't, they sold them well, over Saab 50 just, years. Saab just made such brilliantly made bad cars. And then for about three years. And then they decided, yeah. right, we well, must now can make a complete new one. But they, were, they were all up. brilliantly made, yeah. but all awful. In their own little way, they had yeah. a problem. <laughs> oh, they, so they didn't have a problem. They were just over engineered. And then you sort of said, okay, who are we going to sell it to? Well, that's the thing. That Saab, actually Saab owners will just buy Saab after Saab after yeah. Saab after Saab now. That's Saab's problem is that they didn't actually have anything wrong with the car itself. They just had a problem with identifying who wanted to buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, the standard joke is it's um, architects. Architects, it? dentists, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. People that wear sort of high necked jumpers. Yeah. Turkey. Now, you, well, I thought you'd have known this one. Oh, come on. Um, well, I don't know. What did you go out driving? <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to offend anyone, but he doesn't want to say anything. No, no, it's, um, just, it's actually a shame Greece isn't on this list. But again, I, I've, I'm, well, they only put the big countries on there, right? That's what <laughs> it is. And no, do you know why this is? And I'm pretty sure it's because Turkey actually produced this for a certain European manufacturer. They produce cars um, themselves. Fiat, not Fiat. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a couple of guesses. Yeah, give you're, me. You, so is it not, something French? It's something French. You're not going to get the model. Okay. And they is it a Renault? No. It is a Renault. It is a Renault. Ah, oh, it's a Renault and it's three numbers. No, it's a Renault symbol. Ah. Yeah. I was going to say I was going to say like 124 or something. Now, this one you have to get. Have to get. And well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the end of the podcast yes, and because it's just no going to be floundering for an hour. What's funny for me is my partner uh, pointed this car out to me ages ago when I went to Latvia. And she, like, she was like, oh, yeah, these. Oh, blah, blah. And I would say the name of them, but um, Ukraine. I don't know. No. Dacia. No. This is the car they made. Oh, I don't know. Come on. I don't know. The Chernobyl. The, the Zaz. Oh, good. Yeah, the Zaz, of course. The Zaz Zaporozhets. Yes, of course. How silly of me. A car that I've grown up with on my bedroom wall. Yeah, lots of them in uh, Russia, lots of them in Ukraine. Lots Good, because I spend Europe, a lot of Eastern time European. in that area of the world. Yeah. So obviously I should have seen loads. I think, by the way, I, I should um, I should just clarify. I'm pretty sure these lists are by manufacturer in the country. Right, so we have sold lots of these. No, no, but as in, like, they have to make the car. Oh, okay. That's why you've got a few, like, for example, in Spain... You know, for the Seat. What would might... ours be? Well, that's what coming up to the UK. In <laughs> fact, that is the next country, Sam. So this is an interesting one for you. I'll give you some information first. The but... Morgan. <laughs> you should get it. Mini. 
Oh, I haven't even gone into it. <laughs> yes, it is the Mini. 1959 to 2000, they sold five and a half million units. See, with this game, I am either on fire or dead. I, I, ex- I do expect you to get the next one as well. Okay. Because it, we, I think you'll know it. It might take a second, but I think you'll know it. United States. I knew you were going to say America. Yeah. Uh, Cadillac. No, no, don't, don't think so much car. Think of what is the best Ford F one fifty. Very good. <laughs> How many units do you think they sold since nineteen forty eight to now? Eighty five million. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Thirty two million. Not bad. Forty million. Ah, oh. good going. Last country, Vietnam. Um, I've bikes. Well, what the next section? They only the drive podcast, bikes in Vietnam. We've all seen the Top Gear episode, Miles. They only yes. ride bikes. I'm going to give you lots of time to think about this because I need to think of what the. Um, the next I'm just going to keep saying bikes over and over again yeah. until I get a clue. So bikes. It's a bike. Japanese car manufacturer <laughs> that that, you... that made a bike. No, they didn't make a bike. They a made... Japanese car manufacturer they that made... isn't Nissan. I would say that this is Toyota. Pro... It is Toyota. <laughs> yes. You're not going to get the model. Oh, well, I think they got their own. As far as I can get. Yeah, I've a... been told. Uh, I've reached my glass ceiling. <laughs> a Vios. No, I never heard of it. Uh, it looks like a Corolla that's sort of been re-bumpered and maybe some different lights. Oh, okay. But maybe it's a, maybe it's something that's only in for sale in Asia. If if people are listening and they know what it is, then by all means let us know. But there we go. All right, time for you to flounder then. What's next, Miles? Yeah, there really is time for me to flounder because i would got so into that that I've forgotten what the next section of the podcast uh, was. You wanted to have a whinge. About something. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm sure there's something you want to have a whinge about. No, no. There well, was some Formula One stuff you wanted to have a little. There is slight whinge I about. Do that, I just want to. We uh, listeners of the podcast who heard me mention Will's question. Yep. And you were talking about doing a bit of off-roading and what the vehicle was, and Will very helpfully got back in touch with us afterwards. Oh, he's heard it then. And uh, why yeah, didn't yeah. you, Will? Why didn't you just call me? No, no. <laughs> No, because we want to hear a bit more about your off-roading, but... Yeah, but you could have called me and told me, and I could have said it. <laughs> and then made yourself seem clever. So that was the vehicle. Yes, a Daihatsu something. All good. What is it? I don't know. That's what, this is the conversation we had. I said it was a Daihatsu. Sport track. That's the one. There it was a go. Daihatsu sport track. Well, so where did you actually go in? Because, I mean, the picture well, we went green laning. he sent me is, is very much in muddy, muddy territory. That's for sure. Yeah, we just went green laning. You just drive down a field. How far did you go? Not that far. Just went very fast, and I was very scared. It's a shame <laughs> you should have asked to have a go. I mean, it was... Was it, was it, it a was, manual? This was like 2013. Oh, it was a fair old time ago. It was when I just started at my last job. Right, okay. So. Was it a manual? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. Okay. Do you want to tell us any more about the experience? No, I have my eyes closed for most of it. <laughs> I went um, off-roading... I think I might have said this in the podcast. Tell me if I have. Uh, I went off-roading in the Defender at the end of last year. Uh, you might have, but I blank out a lot of what you say. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Whether that's on the podcast or just in general chat. <laughs> what was it? This was the, for people listening who are thinking, is it the new or the, it was the older Defender, but it was about 2003. So the, the more classic shaped one, as you'll know it. What I still found incredible was we went up a very steep hill, this off-road course. It, it wasn't completely soaked. There'd been some dry weather, so it, it wasn't like really thick in mud. There was some areas that were deliberately um, sort of soaked. Watered. Over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there were the other areas, and he, he took me, the guy sort of directed me, and at one point he just pointed to an area that clearly wasn't part of the tracks, and he said, I know there's some tracks in there, see if you can find them. It was like Brilliant. long grass that was probably five feet high. <laughs> and as I was going through, Bambi jumped out in front of the Defender. Fortunately, they were just, there was a family of deer in this long grass, which I only saw when I was about six feet away from. 
and they were oh, very kind of you. They were very unhappy that I disturbed their picnic. I imagine I'm they sure. were. They did move. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, they tend to run away. Yeah, the the trouble is when you're off road, there's a few things you're you're trying to remember, and one of them was because I was just getting into don't tracks, kill wildlife. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> you're also very aware that you don't know what the terrain is underneath you if you can't when you're in long grass you can't see it. So as this happened, the back offside wheel slipped into one of the really deep crevices of the tracks. <laughs> so the whole thing rotated around me just as I'm trying to keep my speed down, but I don't want to stop because I don't know, you know. <laughs> How soggy is everything around me? This sounds like a precursor to why you killed a whole family of deer. No, no, no. They, they... So I had to put my foot down to try and gain yes. some traction. And then I gained traction and just shot into these but deer. Do you know what? It's incredible. People out there who... Lovely venison though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> People who um, are always sort of thinking, oh, they'd love to do something with cars, but maybe a track day's out of the budget or they, they're not... I'm doing that speed. this weekend. I'm doing it Sam's, tomorrow. Sam's going off on a track and he, very jealously he's going to do some supercar testing which we'll come back and talk about in, in a couple of podcasts time. Yes, I think. yeah, definitely. Um, but he's going to give us a rundown of what he's driven and uh, how he's driven it, which I'm sure, because I won't hopefully, be there. Hopefully not into a tree. Yeah, I was going to say. The, the stories I'll be telling you... Right, so I was drifting for 15 yeah. seconds around this yes. corner, right? <laughs> the car was on its roof Everyone at this point. Everyone was stopped and stunned watching <laughs> me drive. They said they'd never seen someone go so fast yet so sideways. Yeah. and Oh, sorry, I've just got to take this phone call. It's Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> offer me a contract It's, it's definitely year. not the insurance company. <laughs> That's right, I paid for that. I paid, oh, the, I got, paid the extra yeah, £25 the, the, for, um, insurance. for I can, I can literally crash this into another car <laughs> yes. if I want to. <laughs> so... What I would say to people is if you just want to enjoy a vehicle but you don't want to go sort of speeding on a racetrack and maybe you haven't got the budget to go and get yourself something high performance, try and do an off-road day. They're Usually they're, they're not too bad value. And actually, the amount of throttle control I had to have and the steering inputs, I'd say I had as, as much fun as many other people would do on track because you're constantly having to think, how much throttle have I given this? How, do I need to give it a little bit more? Can I step off? Will the vehicle keep rotating the wheels itself? Do I need to get involved? Do I need to turn in? And it's there's a lot going on, which I'd say keeps you... When I got out of that and into a regular car again, you just think, oh, we're so detached from on the road. This is what oh, I've yeah. had when I've driven classic cars before. You get back in a modern car and you think, oh, how detached are I've we? I've been out with Will and I'm in my old job's pickup truck in over, like, marshland, effectively. Yeah, yeah. And he's very good at off-roading as well. Is he? Yeah. Again, scary. But yeah. <laughs> and you're thinking, well, I'm going to have to get out and push in a minute. Yes. <laughs> Um, but really great and what, what got me was we got to the very top of a very steep incline with a very steep decline on the other side of it and it just held it there obviously got the handbrake up and stopped and we got a picture at the top out of the vehicle and then when we were coming down you have this thing in off-roading where you can't see the road because it's below you and the more the, the bonnet dips and you still can't see the road <laughs> the sort of the nerves start to build just a little bit and you think I hope I see it soon, otherwise this is going to be really bad. And then eventually... I did really enjoy your author's description of a hill there. What the... We were on a very steep incline with a very steep decline on the other yes, side. So we, go, we were yeah. on a hill. And it was, it was <laughs> slightly... That's what sets you apart from mere mortals like myself. Who would have see, just I'd have said, I, said I, was on I, was on, I was driving up a hill. <laughs> but you see, what you've done, see, you've written many essays in your time, haven't you? Where you have there to we go. write a certain amount of characters. So, yeah, thanks for getting back to us, uh, Will, and, and sending that in, because otherwise... Sam would have just floundered forever trying to remember what it is, I think. I said it was a Daihatsu. I'm sure I did. I think you did. I'll give you that. I think, to be fair to you, you, I mean, you knew the manufacturer. Could you but... name me another Daihatsu? Off the top of your head right now, go. Terios? Okay. So yes, was the answer. <laughs> <laughs>
Daihatsu, was it? Did they do Charade? Don't know. Daihatsu. Did they do that? Was Daihatsu the one? Oh, okay, we get it. You know some Daihatsus. Do you remember you and I went to an auto show years ago in London? Yes, you sat in that little um, little thing. It looked like a shoe. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. What's the brand? I think that was Daihatsu. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, because it has the little D in the circle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an incredible little car. I mean, you have to be. So you actually ahead of the curve, because Jeremy Clarkson did a test of that, if you remember. Did he? On Top Gear, in that car, and he was just basically driving around with his head over the top of the windscreen. But I've got a picture of you somewhere before he did that, sat with your head above the windscreen. So So basically, what we should do is sue Top Gear. Yeah. For copying your idea and not giving us any copyright. Maybe he saw me do it at that auto show yes. and thought I could do that. This guy looks like a hero. I reckon in <laughs> about 15 years, he's going to have a mediocrely successful podcast. <laughs> oh, um, I've got another section to move on to, but I've completely forgotten what it is. Do you know what oh. I really like? I like making you laugh so much that you forget what you're going to say. But I forgot what the... Because <laughs> nice you can't swear at me, you see? Yeah, because we're doing the podcast, and as everyone knows, just in case you're listening for the first time, we're f- we try and keep it family friendly because well, which is why sometimes my sentences sort of pause because I yeah. have to think of what I'm going to say that isn't a swear word, and that's all because Sam and I have agreed we want as many people as possible, not just to be able to listen to this podcast, but to be interested in cars. Whether they're you know we we need a next generation young kids to enjoy cars. The same for women and guys that have grown up and they haven't been around cars, want to get them involved and. We sort of talked about it and we thought the best way to do it is that if you're with your kids or something like that and you, you're having to think, oh, do I want to play them? They might just sort of say a few things that you don't want a five-year-old to hear. Well, we don't do it. So, <laughs> Mummy, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've been pretty good so far. I don't think we've I don't think, not yeah. had to edit anything. Although, though, to be fair, I think we're, we're not, we don't rely on it anyway. Some people no, but rely on now it. Now that I effect. know you can edit it out. Thinking that mm. when it goes quiet sometimes, I might just drop the odd swear yeah. word in there just for a laugh. <laughs> See if you really do spend and, your time editing it as much as you say me do. fishing along, trying yeah. to find. I'll just tell you as I leave, oh, mate, I swore. Yeah. When? At the end. Don't know. Yeah, tell me, yeah. Which podcast? Not sure. Yeah, the, the longest one we did. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I didn't do it in a pause or anything. I just, just And then sometimes, sometimes I'll just say it when I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> as if the uh, editing doesn't take long enough. <laughs> Well, it doesn't now. You said the other day that it's basically like halved since we've got it all the new stuff. It. I mean, but that's the case. I was doing so much editing previously. Now that we've got the new stuff, it has really has halved the amount of work. Well, you go. So what are you whinging about? Because it's still a lot of work. Well, yeah, but this is this is your dream. This is like setting you up for the life he, that you want to live. It sound, ladies and gentlemen, like he's not interested. But you know, one day when he's on a stage somewhere and he's thinking, when it's monetized, I'll be very interested. Yeah, I was to say, <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but I'm going to take all the credit. <laughs> And um, here comes the funny man, Sam. After you, after, there we go, yeah. yeah. After you bo- yeah, because, because you've been out for an hour first and bored everyone to sleep. <laughs> but what what would we... you like to talk about? Did oh. you, want, you, you wanted to have a rant about something? Yeah, there's two, there's... Did you want to have a rant about Next? <laughs> what, the, the Next have delivered me a suit. <laughs> I, I shouldn't go into it. They delivered me a suit. I know I'm an odd... Well, no, it'd be a good test to see if our friend that keeps joking about our podcast in our WhatsApp oh, chat, see if he does actually listen or not. I can't believe they sent me a suit which which fits for the. Even I, though, I, having seen it, I can only imagine it fits the Jolly Green Giant. But but in a but he must be really oddly proportioned because you've got wrists that are the size of people's knees. Well, if you only ate sweet corn, shoulders. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Shoulders that are like the, the the thinnest shoulders you can imagine, but then a stomach. No, you'd have to be really thick at the middle. 
So you basically Tiny have to have chest. a massive beer belly, yeah. no man boobs at all. But all your muscle is in your wrist and forearm. And no shoulders. No shoulders. So basically, it's Popeye when he's let himself go a little bit and been down the bit, been that, down that's the pub a bit they've, too they've much. They've styled this on, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, fuel, I, I know you like uh, talking about fuel, Sam. Fuel retailers and their prices. And this is a worldwide problem. But in the UK, we have a bigger problem, which is the UK gave us 5p off a litre about two months ago. Yeah, and what did I say to you at the time? You said on the podcast, Sam. Oh, did I? Well, you there you go. on the podcast. And that would have been released just about in time for me to be Mystic Meg about it as well. Yeah, it would have been. Because... Bear in mind, feel... our podcasts are obviously recorded usually at least a week in advance yes. of release, aren't they? Uh, well, not this one. This because... one might be. You're going to be releasing this tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. this one comes out, yeah. Um, well, people who are listening... People might be listening to this in a year's time thinking, I've got no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> we don't have days of the week yes, anymore. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been it's there's been a report done, and it's turned out that retailers are only passing one of those five p that the government gave off. But even worse, they keep talking about why the price has gone up, and they'll blame it on anything to make a bit. Of, well, I, it's I the find war. that it's the war. Yeah, I find Ukraine, that really which has caused everything. Because as a company, and I previously I've said that I didn't mind how BP treated me once when a payment didn't go through for my for yeah, the yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to be fair here. When you're taking advantage like that, of inter- and I know they do it all the time, but there's a, there's a war going on, which is costing people their lives. So to just point at it and say, that's the reason for our costs going, our price going up, and then hearing that the government cuts 5p off and they only give one of those pence and keep the rest of it. And then announce bumper then profits. Then report re- you know, really record-shattering Well, profits. both BP and Shell have announced they've had their best ever year, I think. This ever. Is- this is the thing for me. It's like the companies have no shame because they want to announce it because the, because of the share well, price. Yeah. Yep. So they, they want to announce it to the city and to the finance. And then they forget that regular people hearing that are going, hold on. Not only have you had me over a barrel for rising the price from six months ago to now, a little bit of a rise maybe you could justify. But the huge rise we've had is, is not justifiable to me, especially if you live in the UK, uh, the US, uh, Parts of Europe, it depends where your oil comes from, but for certain countries, they're just not reliant on where the areas of trouble is happening. I can understand if you're in some certain parts of Eastern Europe, certainly, because that's where your supply comes from. That supply's been disturbed. But separate to that, for us then to get some relief from the government and it, to be so greedy that when you're charging already way over what you should be, to then try and keep that, I find that. That's immoral. I mean, just you just think how many people are getting to a point where they're struggling at home, they're struggling to pay bills. Yep. And I know we're an automotive podcast, so we won't cover this off too much, but just to say that... But as I've said to you, I don't know whether I said it on the podcast or not, what can we do? Uh, do there isn't what... really anything we can do, because they do have us over a barrel, because we all need our cars to get places. Do you know what would be funny? So I, so I, I learned years ago how their supply works, like how much they have ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I know it'd be very difficult, but if people were able to get together and say, we are not going to buy fuel on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, we're just not going to buy it. Not right, fill their okay. tanks up beforehand, but let those fuel retailers get their normal delivery and then don't turn up. Because pretty quickly what would happen is all the tanks would fill, their deliveries are scheduled weeks, months in advance. They need to then get rid oh, of they'd have fuel. to sell it off cheap. They'd have to. <laughs> they'd be in a position where you could say... Yeah. That would also be quite funny if we could all... The thing is, the only way you could do this would be could go via social media, and then the companies would find out. So they'd obviously and then they sort of but if you start said, a campaign right, against you. And... So say say you fill up once a week, 
just to, for argument's sake, I know a lot of people don't. You say, right, this week, I'm only going to fill up at Tesco's. Okay. We're yeah. all only going to fill up at Tesco's this week. The next week, we're all going to fill up at BP. And so on and so on. So that yeah. some com- you're only going to what each company wants a month. That's not actually a bad idea, Sam. Or once every two months or, yeah. or whatever the interval and then, would be. And not tell them in advance. Yeah. Because then they'd there. just all be screwed. Yeah. And and that would that would force the price down. Because they would have to get rid of a glut. Yeah. It's a lot like what happened at the start of the pandemic when people weren't turning up to fuel yeah. stations. And so, of course, it overfilled pretty quickly. So they dropped the price. People took advantage, filled their tanks, and then they could adjust their supply very quickly because they, they knew. Fu- then we had a fuel crisis. Yeah, but they knew at the time. In inverted they, commas. In, in inverted commas to get rid of fuel. Mm. But th- th- they knew there was a worldwide pandemic going on. If people just didn't turn up to the pumps tomorrow yeah. for no apparent reason, yeah. uh, that would really, because they were like, should we keep the deliveries going? Should we not? Well, no, but, you know that the day afterwards, there would be a big breaking story on the news saying fuel, so- fuel so- shortages. Oh, yeah. So that we're all scared into going to the pumps. Yeah. I've got a little segue on fuel prices. Do you want to go into it now, Sam? Yeah, it's only on. a couple of minutes. Yeah. I was speaking to a chap at work today who has a Nissan Leaf. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So f- fully electric, 16 plate. Yeah, so six years old now. Do you know the mileage that you've done? No. Okay. But basically, we're just having a quick chat. I mean, we're only, we literally have about a seven minute bit where we sit in the canteen and we eat, and then we all go off to our respective departments. Sam makes but, himself sound out to be the hardest worker in the world, but... Uh... Well, no, but then we have the rest of our hour just right. in our own departments. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. This is in the canteen where we yeah. get the free food. Get it. Um, get so we free food. <laughs> well, I'll drop that in. Yeah. Um, today's lunch was quite nice, actually. Fish and chip Friday today, Steve. So. Yeah, Friday's fish and chips. Yesterday was yeah. uh, barbecue pulled pork burritos. Not bad. Not bad yeah, at all. It's just the sort yeah, of standard, standard living I have, mate. Yeah. Um, it's how the other half <laughs> live. Free. I am yeah. the other half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we were chatting about the cost of fuel and stuff, and I was saying I roughly worked out that I'm paying about 55-ish pounds a week. Just to go to and from work, to and from work. Not yeah, just your commuting costs. Yeah, and he was saying he tried to work out what he. Do you want to guess how much he pays for his leaf? Currently, with each the, week, with the increased... just roughly. Ooh. His prices haven't gone up yet. He's, oh, so in, he's, he's in a locked. Tariff. He's in a locked tariff until next July. Fifteen pounds. No, six pounds a week. How far is he commuting from Rushton? Uh, sorry, how many miles does he, does he uh, roughly? Just, just under what I do, so it's it's relative. Does he do about 100 miles a week? 200? Uh, 150-ish, I'd say. So a leaf will do near, he won't quite do that on a single charge. Yeah, I mean, he's on a very good rate then. Because yeah, but it's shocking, the difference. Though, oh, it, it is shocking. It's like £49 pounds difference a week in fuel cost. This is what originally made, and, and I had a lot of support for people buying an electric vehicle that was affordable because there was a saving to be made. The problem actually now, if you don't, if you can't charge at home or you are on the road a lot and you don't charge so much at home, the cost of charging at some of the motorway charge points, yeah, because energy has gone up so much and because obviously batteries still haven't got to the point they can match the range of a car, some of them are costing electric car owners more per yeah. Mile, if you but like. he's quite lucky because there's, about... there's a shopping village nearby where yep. he can supercharge for free. Oh wow! Yeah. So if he you're said. in this scenario, yeah. See, this is why I say if you can get electric car ownership right at the moment, i.e., you live near charge points, you've yeah. possibly got a home charger, um, and you are not sort of stuck out on long distances where you're just at the whatever someone's charging. A lot like fuel prices in some ways, yeah, yeah. but they're obviously normalised across the country because people can drive another 10 or 15 miles to go somewhere that was cheaper if it was a lot cheaper yeah but if you're on the road electric you know 
the electric they, they've got to make their money to be fair and yeah and, of course they and have. energy prices have gone through the roof but it, it is interesting when people can do something like that it'll be oh what i'll be really interesting to know is when his tariff changes yes and he's how much not he's paying into then. the old but the thing is he's still not going to be paying 50 quid a week no but if i think about my tariff for example my tariff's gone up three and a half times not my tariff because i can't even agree anything i've <laughs> i've ranted on this podcast <laughs> but it's about three and a half times the cost of last year yeah yeah yeah. so if we okay. applied that same mass to him i mean it would still be a lot cheaper than you but it just shows the effect yeah it'd be about it'd still be half still be half depending on then let's say there's other there's other obviously external factors like i don't pay for my car monthly my car was a lot less to buy than the lease this is the constant and, and, sum that know, people have I don't, do. i can just go yeah. and fill up the petrol i don't have to worry about for example not yeah yesterday sorry mm. we were chatting at lunchtime and he said yeah i've had to bring the missus's car today because uh plugged the car in last night went up to bed forgot to flip the switch so his this car was dead thing. this morning yeah so he'd forgotten to it's put it on charge yeah, yeah but it's such a simple thing such an easy thing to do is but that there, um, there must be i mean I don't know if you're like me there'll be nights where i'll because i'll charge my phone downstairs before i go to bed yeah okay so the, the amount of times i've come downstairs the next morning and the and switch been, is still on yeah because i've just unplugged it and haven't yeah it doesn't really matter no no it's not it's not, it's not much, charging but, anything yeah but yeah it's interesting because all you got to do is flip a switch well, if you I forget to flip the switch, you come out, then what do you do in the morning? Because it's not like you can just go, oh, I've got a jerry can full of electricity yes, yeah, in the yeah. garage. <laughs> Let me just, oh no, the electricity is going everywhere. Unless you live sort of within a mile of a supercharger that's one of like the 800 <laughs> or even the 50 kilowatts that you can just go right. But okay. even then, you're still going to be late. Oh, you're still going to be late. Because just how late? How, how many people leave with a, a half an hour window of grace <laughs> on their commute in the mornings? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if it's a home charger, then you've only got seven kilowatts, so you only get three and a half kilowatts of power in. So you can get half an hour down so, the road. Uh, you could maybe get to work if you work within about ten miles. Yeah, but who's going to get? To, who's going to go to work knowing they can't get home? Yeah, so this thing, if you've not, you got would call in sick. And... You're not. You're not going to. Not going to risk going to work and having to stay at work. No, are the, you? the interesting one for me and people who are listening who are in a scenario where you've got an electric car, let us know. The the thing that gets me is the amount of times my partner has left our car. With no fuel in it. Well, it's because she knows you're taking it out. Yeah, because she'll know I'm going out. You know, but or the, when I say to I her, do, it's my partner. Yeah. <laughs> so they're doing it deliberately, which you probably wouldn't do so much with. No, the yeah, I, I don't do it deliberately. But, it but just there is when sometimes happens. you mistake, uh, you just forget. You go up, you have your dinner, go to bed. The next morning, one of you needs to go somewhere early in the morning, wherever it might be. And at the minute, it's an inconvenience because like, oh, I've got to go and get fuel. Okay, I've got to go and drive five minutes out my way, get fuel, turn around, drive five minutes back out my way. If I had zero charge and I need to go, for example, to your house, yeah, then I'd have to charge for about an hour. And you'd well, already, depending on what car you've you'd got already be late anyway because you've never been on time. Exactly. Like, so at least the petrol station is on the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's one of the the worst things as a human. I think you can just you can tell yourself uh, the the worst sentence you can say to yourself as a person who goes to work and as an adult yeah. is, "I'll get fuel. I'll get fuel in the morning." Oh, yeah, I know, because you always... Because you never do. Yeah. And then in the morning, you're always like, oh, I've got to go get fuel. Now I'm rushing. Always get it on your way home, because you always say to yourself, oh, I don't really, I can't be bothered to especially, stop in this petrol station that I'm driving past yeah, and especially on my if way you home. See a bit of a I'll queue. get it, I'll get it in the morning. People who will see a line, you know, they'll see, say, three or four cars in a line queuing for a pump, and they think, oh, I'm not waiting for that, when realistically... Yeah, I'll get it these, tomorrow. These people are paying at the pump, so it's going <laughs> yeah. to actually take you five minutes out of your yeah. day, or... You can desperately try and inch your way to work the next morning and hope you can coast <laughs> yeah. back. Yes, yeah. Next thing I wanted to talk about, Sam, was uh, 
There's actually a couple of news things that um, I should have started the podcast with, but hey, we we, we changed yeah. it up for once. Going so. backwards here, aren't we? We're mm. doing the news to end the podcast today. Mm, uh, noise fines. So the government have got, um, and this, I don't think this is just in the UK. I think this is intending to go out across Europe, possibly. I think it's an EU. Uh, there's an EU of alternative to what's happening in the UK. Not sure about the US. I think there might be some things like this, but they're not mandated federally. So okay. it'll just be sort of small pockets of the country. Um, people who've been on track days will know this, that there are noise uh, limiters at tracks. So there's yeah, listeners, yeah. and if you breach them, you'll get flagged off. And then yeah, I saw to... a video of someone at the um, Nürburgring. Oh, yeah. That they took a Lamborghini there or something. It was a special version. I, d- I didn't watch the whole thing. So okay. it was one of these um, uh, influencers. So. Yeah, I wasn't massively interested in yeah, watching you were the video. Just in the car. I was yeah. just scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, um, but the, the title of the video was like, "Oh, my Lamborghini got me banned, got me kicked off the Nurburgring." So I thought, "Oh, what have you done?" But it was it was too loud. That's interesting. Yeah, the special edition know. Lamborghini. So it's I obviously didn't... got some sort of special exhaust system on it, I guess. But I it, it basically it picked up the microphone sensors that they've got placed around the Nurburgring. And so they must off. have certain days when they have limits and other days to give the residents around it a bit of a break. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't even know they had limits. I imagine even if you do love cars, it might get a little bit tedious. Every single day. I suppose it it would be Just like the question every of day. if you loved planes and lived near an airport. Yeah, see, I, I, I do think that that would wear off. The difference... if, you, if you lived low enough that it was like you were near the runway. Yeah, yeah. If you lived under a flight path, I mean, I live under a flight path now and it doesn't bother me too much at all. No, because they're high enough. But they're they sort pass. of at 15,000 feet as they go past. Yeah. If it was at 500 feet or 1,500 feet, there's that place at Heathrow, um, Myrtle Avenue, the famous place at Heathrow yeah, yeah. where the planes literally pass over the roof of the houses. Yeah. I imagine it probably get tedious after a while, even if you're a massive aviation lover uh, well, to live there. My, um, my, my great-grandfather yes. lives there. Uh, he lives, I, I think it's about a three-minute drive from Heathrow. Oh, okay. And the planes, you see them all day long. The difference, I would say, is that when you go in his house, you'll have, they change, I think it's halfway around Yeah, they day. do. It's only half a day, isn't it? They so, change the, the direction of travel for takeoff and landings. Yeah. And so, actually, for half a day, it's a bit noisy because you've got them going up. When they're going up, they can't help it, you know. Yeah. The, the engine's thrusting them into the sky and... No one wants them I, to. I, I'm quite happy for the plane to make yes. a noise when it's taking yes, off. Yes, I'd rather it get high off the ground. Because oh, I'd rather be annoyed that, oh, no, I've had to turn up my TV for a second than, oh, no, there's a plane in my lounge. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they switch and then they're landing. And when they're landing inside, it's, unless it's something like a I've always wondered if they definitely always change the direction of travel because they have to take off into the wind. Wind dependent, but because of the way the, the runway Well, they just switch the runways. If How do you mean? Well, because obviously they've got two runways at Heathrow. Yeah. So if, oh, sorry, if, the wind, if the wind is strong one way, would they just take off from the other runway just to slightly change the flight path? of it? So I think the, the general idea is that they get a weather report and they'll try and do it so that they'll favour whichever right, side okay. they think is going to have wind. If, the, if there is like when they've had the storms. Yeah. If there's it no just, choice, there's no choice. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's, let's say, 200 days out of the 365 a year, mm-hmm. they can manage it. Okay. The other ones, people just have to accept. And to be honest, if it's blowing a gale outside, you're probably hearing that on your windows rather than planes. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see why residents near the Nurburgring might get just to bring it back. Yeah. Why? Oh, of course. The, 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 this is because you're screaming engines as well. Yeah, like and, jet and it's the tire. It's the tire screeching. Yeah, as well. tire. I think that would probably be more wearing than the cars themselves. Yeah. No, I think you're not. 
Because, you know, you could, you could put up with... And different variations constant. thereof, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though people listening to this are like, don't do that again. Yeah, <laughs> please stop doing that. Miles sitting there going, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> um, Just edit that out. The thing is, so it's one thing on tracks, but they want to introduce them in areas of the public road. And I see this as a huge issue, not because I think that people should be able to drill 50 holes in their exhaust to make as much noise as possible. Oh, but no. When you just have a set limit, say it's 80 decibels, and everything over 80 decibels is breaking the rule. Well, well you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to go past with a lawnmower no, if it was 80 decibels. This is the problem is that you'd say, well, hold on, so that means a supercar that could have a screaming noise to it, someone could have fitted some great aftermarket exhaust, and it, you know, the piercing sound from three valleys away, well, they can just go past the idle. Like the original AMV8. Something like, yeah, that you yeah. can hear it miles away. <laughs> yeah. Well, just go past the idle. But the person behind you who's got an old diesel Land Rover. Yeah, but also, say go past the idle, it's difficult if you're trying to maintain a 60 mile an hour speed. Yeah, but they, they just won't. That's, that's again, and do you know what it is? You're supposed to do, oh, you could do, <laughs> you just turn your engine off as you go past. Yeah, but you know what? What do people do at speed cameras? What do we constantly see? You see someone doing a very yeah. high rate of speed, slamming sl- on their brakes. Slam on their yeah. brakes. The person behind doesn't necessarily know what's going on. Cruise past the speed camera below it because, let's face it, it is just a box. It's got no yeah. intelligence to it. It's not like a car. It's not going to swivel around and go, well, I'll follow you then. No. <laughs> and then just boot it as they drive off. This is why. You're better off having more police and less speed cameras because you yeah, can well, catch other things. Be, be more stringent in the MOTs and checks and stuff. The, because some of the, the cars I see driving around, it's like, how have you got an MOT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the other thing. You like, can go and get your MOT. Say if it's an exhaust, for example. Put a standard exhaust on. Yeah. Get your MOT. Come home. Take it off. Now, Vosa, if Vosa stop you, they can say, no, hold on. This we don't think this is within the limits. Yeah, but make make it make that more stringent. Yeah, but Vosa stop. I mean, I I can't even remember the last. Yeah, but time get, I saw get Vosa the police to get the police to be involved with that. Mm. Stop it. So, sorry. So have you got an MOT with this current exhaust system fitted or at this ride height fitted? Yeah, this is a bit like but in you Germany add you add that to the MOT. Well. You know, you have a little box that says any modi- oh, like modifications, any modifications. No. Oh, no, interesting. Or yes, because you're right. People do just they'll take stuff off the MOT. They deliberately modify their car so it's sort of slot on, slot off, if you like. Yeah. So they can take off all the modifications, quickly run it through the MOT, or take it to their mate Dave around the corner. Yeah, or and just then... take it to an MOT centre that doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, and then stick it all back on and off you go. But if you've got a little box on the MOT certificate... That it, says what you have. And obviously an if you've got loads, idea. it could be an extra page. But yeah. any modifications, known. Either, you know, yes, please list, no, carry on. And then when the police pull you over, then they can say, well, where's your MOT certificate? Make it more like America, where you have to have your license and your MOT certificate and your license insurance and registration. on you. Yeah, no, I, think... I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to say, because you see on these. I'm just going to go and go off on a bit of a tangent now, but you see on like these police interceptor programs and stuff. Yeah, and they pull people over. Have you got any idea? Nah, mate, don't carry any idea on me. Well, yeah. make it that you know they have. Yeah, it's in their wallet. They've got their driving license. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't have their driving license in their wallet or purse? There's not going to be a very... to get some milk sound. But there's not. Yeah, but do you not just and keep? Did a bit of Where's your driving license? Right now, yeah. I actually think it's in my. Oh, it's not in my pocket. It's on the bedside table in my wallet. Right, exactly. So it's in your wallet. Mine yeah. is in my wallet. When you go out, if you have your wallet with you, which most people do, I know you won't, but I know most <laughs> well, people only if I'm do. Going out with you, then definitely not. <laughs> but everybody will have their license on them. So just make sure that all you got to do then is keep your um, insurance and your MIT certificate. Where do you keep your MOT certificate? 
just out of interest i'm not suggesting that you should keep it where i'm going to suggest you should you're going to suggest to keep it in the car well actually. i do because i keep mine in my the logbook that i've got of the, in the but car then, but then i suppose mit tickets are online so you haven't necessarily got to carry them okay but yeah but, but I, way, I understand your point yeah yeah you know, they can run that through their computer obviously and same yeah. with the insurance but that's fine if you want to do it that way but you could say to people look just have it in the in the glove box but make sure people have got their stuff on and make it that i don't see why it's not the law anyway I'm not trying to be a, a goody two-shoes or anything, but it's, it's simple stuff. Sam wants a police state where we all have to prove ourselves as we walk out the road. You've left your house, sir. Where's your ID? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not suggesting that you necessarily need to do that. But you know, if you're going to drive a car, I think there needs to be some more accountability on the road because the way some people drive and the way some people drive in the states that, of car that they drive in is yep. not... It's not accept- I mean, how many times do you see a taxi... I'm not singling out taxi drivers, no. but how many times do you see a taxi pouring smoke down the road? Do you know, I was going to make the point that the other day I was driving and a taxi, and I don't, I don't want to single out taxis, but he was, he was clearly looking for a, a, a fare because he was on his, I could see he was on his phone through the back window of his car. Yeah. So, you know, the phone's up in the windscreen. Well, you can always tell as well because people, you can see in people's rear view mirrors when their eyes keep dropping down yeah. as they're driving oh, and he their head no, notices. He wasn't only dropping down, he was only looking at the phone. Yeah. And, as we were driving forwards, you know, it's a two-lane road that was only, it was 30 limited. So I'm thinking, I'm just going to pass him because, and as I got towards his back bumper, uh, he just drifted across, drifted across in front of me, nearly yeah. hit a bush, then straightened up in the lane in front of me, then decided, oh, this is the wrong lane that I want to be in. I was in the left lane last time I looked, now I'm in the right. I better swerve violently over to the left-hand lane, in which time someone who was less patient than me had decided... I'll oh. do a bit of undertaking, okay, and then had to slam their brakes on. I was just like, "This guy, so you just got it's. It's like he's effectively the safety car. Yes, you've got Verstappen and Leclerc behind just, him trying just, to get past." Just, I just thought, "God, this guy nearly had one accident if I wasn't paying attention. Then nearly just crashed into someone else." You think he's well, doing this for a living? Equally, I was following. I think it was a taxi again. Um, not single not taxis single. out. It just so happens it, to be those are the examples we've got. Yeah, just because they're obviously the cars that are used the most, they tend to have more wear on them. Yeah, but it was pouring smoke out the back, and obviously all I could then breathe in in my car. All right, you could say put recirc on, but by the time you realise, it's already in the car. Yeah. So all I was breathing in was CO two. I can't open the windows to get fresh air because it's outside. Yeah. I can't put recirc on at this point because it's inside. So I'm then just choking as I'm driving down the road. What do I do in that situation? Because I'm stuck on a road that I can't get off because there's only one lane and there's nowhere to turn off. What do I do? Do I just die? Am I supposed I mean... to choke as I'm driving down the road <laughs> behind this car? But how has that got an MOT certificate? How has that passed the emissions? And, and, and a more, the if you're a taxi, you have to pass a more stringent one. Right, but how is so it? It's... How is it passed? Um, uh, I mean, you can't keep going with it because that's just happened, mate. Yeah, this has is it? the thing. <laughs> I think that the bigger issue, if we just take it back to the noise thing for a minute, I do agree with what you're saying, Sam. I just think if we just take back to the noise for a minute, my yeah, biggest concern is that cars that are older that are road legal in every other way and are not aware that there's a, a microphone who decide to accelerate past it because cars make more noise when they accelerate. Even an electric car, if you turn uh, aggressively, the tyre roar yeah. will increase. Mm-hmm. And because it's heavy, you'll have a lot of tyre roar. Now, you're not going to get dinged by one of these things because it's going to be way above the noise. But I'm just saying vehicles make noises for a lot of different reasons. I understand that they're trying to say, well, we want to put them in you know, residential neighbourhoods or areas where we, where we don't want people to be so antisocial. But we don't want to live in a state where people are constantly told, look, 
for the benefit of everyone, no one can have any fun. And so their main point was, we want to stop people aggressively revving their engines. And they said, well, where are you going to put them? In car parks, possibly? Oh, no, on, like, slip roads to uh, the motorway. But then, it's, also, it's, so hold on. That's exactly where people are accelerating. But also, like, what about factory cars that are performance from factory? I was just thinking stuff like a GT3 RS that are sort of track cars, but for yeah, the road. Or a Mercedes AMG. Yeah. I actually heard uh, in Australia you have to... Australia is... A, more difficult with modified cars they they you can just be pulled over and you have to prove yeah that so that's why i don't want to i'm very careful because i know their their laws to me are are, i don't think they're ridiculous but i think they're very restrictive to people and one of the things that there's an example of someone was pulled over in a gt3 the old gt3 rs had the big wing on the back everything else okay all these sort of cuts in the front wing yes this is a manufactured car that has been built by Porsche. The owner has bought it. And well, it's a race car for the road. Yeah, but it is. But crucially, Porsche have obviously gone through all the safety checks, and they have had it agreed they can sell this car yeah. brand new out there. Well, the policeman that pulled this guy over decided, no, I'm not happy with the cuts in the in this. I think that's dangerous. You need to go to court and prove that it's safe. When he went but to court, Porsche have done that. When he went to court, this guy, he sort of he said. Your Honour, I cannot prove to you that I have done something that is safe because this is how the car is built. Yeah. The problem is that a judge who has to deal with a myriad of things all day long is not an expert in what the differences in 911s are from a Carrera yeah. all the way up to a GT3 RS. He's so, like, well, this doesn't look like Porsche, any Porsche I've ever seen before. Well, exactly. So this is the problem Guilty. you have. Yeah. <laughs> is that you, you can get too restrictive. For me, I just think we've got to be a bit careful when it comes to things like noise just because i just i think that it's targeting people to get them out of their car and into an electric one oh that's yeah. the answer get an electric car well you'll that never seems get to be the aim for everything now doesn't it yeah but like for for example what, what do we, so are all classic cars now banned because yeah. an old tvr i'm telling you now is will ding every single one of these especially if you've things. got like a cigaris or something yeah and <laughs> not even someone who's modified it just as tbr sold it in the 90s there you, well, you are, put, sir. put your, your foot down in mgbt's it's not quite it. the, the old v8 ones yeah i mean this is the thing all those all those old cars aston martin v12 vanquish another example yeah <laughs> sam's just picking his favorites now <laughs> that was a very nice car though but the, the old what i really would hate to see and I've said before, I do quite like classic cars. I think it's an important part of the, the automotive world. I'd hate to think that classic car owners think, oh, well, they know their car's a bit noisier than yeah. other stuff on the road. Do you know what? Most people Wine are bugger. happy to see a classic car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as they're not stuck behind it. Yeah, well, <laughs> then, but then again, with, you know, with leaded petrol and stuff, I know they haven't got catalytic converters, but... Oh, no, but that's a nice smell. I don't mind that. Yeah, an old petrol I just engine. mean, some, obviously, sometimes they are... Slow. How to put this nicely on the slower side, a more relaxed yeah. style of driving. Yeah, this is the problem. If you've got um, a car, you do remember drive. we live in the modern day where you have to be everywhere immediately. This is one of the nice things. With the sooner they invent cars, a teleport for people that are so busy they have to be somewhere. Yeah, they can more urgently that. than you. That's yeah. why they cut you up. Then yes. the better for them. This is that these people need to. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't. We won't get into the go away. No, I was going to say they can all just fall get down a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> they should buy a plane. Jettisoned into space. <laughs> oh, do you know we've just there? You go really fast up there. We've just agreed. The UK and the US have just agreed a some sort of space or I'm going to butcher it. War? No, some sort station. of station space launching system. So I think this is what they've been wanting for years, where you can sort of fly up to space from either country and land in the other one. A rocket? 
Very basically, it's a rocket. <laughs> that's, that's like a, they're basically going to bring back the space shuttle, but it's going to say British Airways on the side of it instead of NASA. Well, only for half the time. <laughs> It'll be like our old Concorde, but they'll be able to strip off half of it. Uh, well, yeah, on re-entry, the BA burns off and um, yes. United comes up as you go down. But no, I, I'd want to know, before anyone puts noise uh, um, microphones listening for fines on anything that is on the road, I'd want to know that there's some sort of protection to say, oh, well, if your car is older than this and it gets dinged on the system, you don't get a fine. Or your car is standard from factory. Yeah, or, or you can prove, you know, this is the difficulty. How do you... The other thing is, how do you prove... So, for example, you go past this camera and it's a two-lane road and you're in a Toyota Corolla and someone in a Mustang yeah. with no cats, nothing, they've straight-piped it with yeah. a supercharger goes launching it past you and this microphone picks up that these two cars have made a lot of noise. So now you've got to go to court and say, sorry, Judge, my Corolla couldn't make this amount of noise. And then you'll have someone say, well, it could if you drilled holes in it here, there and everywhere. And you said, well, well I haven't. Well, prove it. Exactly. What are they going to take you on? Your good character. Anyone can yeah, look exactly. smart in a suit yeah, yeah. for the day and say, oh, I didn't do that. And unfortunately, the sort of people that are handing out the fines won't use they common won't sense they'll just <laughs> because say they're, they're just fine. in an office. Yeah. Well, and they'll get, be... they'll get a load of them come through on a day that they have to yeah. process. And they'll so just process them. I'd want to know exactly. But to me, it's it's too nuanced to say there's... Unlike with speed, where you can just say anything going over above this, we're going to fine. And then you can't, yeah. you can't just say, well, I was in a classic... I mean, you could make the argument, I was in a classic car. The speedo, I've seen speedos in some classic cars, <laughs> yeah. and they just they're, bounce. They're, they're dodgy at yeah. best. <laughs> they're sort of, I knew I was doing between 20 and 40, because that's that's where the speedo <laughs> was bouncing between, you know. Or you, even if it's steady, you can say, look, you try and read it, you know. <laughs> it wasn't made with the modern uh, ergonomics and everything else around it. But anyway, that was noise finds. I, I, I Basically, don't... ban all cars. That's, that's the message the Miles Driven is sending out. Absolutely not. <laughs> Ban the people that are trying to bring in the noise ban. Ban people. <laughs> I think the other thing is, they are. It is a very small number of people. It is, yeah. This is what I find incredible. But it is always the way, isn't but it? But why, why do we? You know, what we want is to have effective laws that catch the most amount of people who are doing the most wrong. Mm -hmm. To try and aim at very specific areas, and it's always cars. It's always oh well, if we can catch this 0.1 percent of all drivers. Well, that'd be great. Like, why? What? Because oh, it will solve all the problems. Yeah, exactly. Fuel it's... prices, the cost of living crisis, all of it in one. Yeah. It, again, it's murder. Like, <laughs> it's like for me when they say, "Oh, well, we 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 are, we've got speed down, but crashes are going up." It's like, yeah, because people are so distracted. You've allowed somehow you're not allowed to hold your phone, but you can buy a vehicle that has three large screens or has an iPad in it, essentially. Yeah. And you can just sit. Looking at that... I know, Messing about with your settings. I know and... people say, well, actually, the law says you're not allowed to touch it. Yeah, well, you find police officers that are able to constantly monitor the people playing around with their dashboards. They're just looking for people that are texting or... Yeah, someone who's really obviously doing Reading it. books because while driving. you've got to prove a crime. Yeah. It's very difficult. If someone's in their car and they've got a huge iPad screen, it's just next to, you know, where their hand rests. Yeah. And they can just fiddle around and do whatever. It's, it's it's almost impossible for you to prove where their eyes were. Yeah, you need them to be holding their phone in front of their face, in front of the windscreen, yeah. and get that on camera. So they go for people, obviously. With, but this is the thing for me. We're getting so many distracted drivers, and we're aiming more and more and more at things like speed and stuff that just makes people stop looking at the one thing, Yeah, which is the road in front of them. Yeah, that, exactly. That's like, you know, number one, the road in front of you. 
react to that, everything else can come secondary. <laughs> I've got a bit more news, Sam, but oh. um, I'm just trying to think of something that because I've got a couple of things here, and there's a couple of things I wrote the stuff for the next podcast. So I don't want to ruin anything for the listeners, but I want to do. I'll do two things. Two First things. off, I want to do a did you know? Did you know? Yes. Incredible. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? And it I can't believe the that they you know. or them have or haven't done the thing that they may or may not have said they did or didn't do. Mm, no. <laughs> no, not quite. Next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't drive in the Euro Tunnel for people outside of Europe. Yes, because it's a train. The tunnel that connects. <laughs> yeah. The tunnel that connects to France Next. And, and the UK. <laughs> There you go, guys. Did you know that you can't drive in the Eurotunnel so on the train tracks? You can't drive your car into the, the, the Eurotunnel train. Well, it would come off bad for you if you drove it into the train. <laughs> if it runs off LPG. Okay. Or, and this is the crucial one, is a dual fuel car. Lots I can understand the LPG, fuel. maybe. The LPG tank, yeah, because some <laughs> someone's fitted it in a shed. And... Would you like to drive this bomb on yeah, the train? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but dual fuel as well, because dual fuels are the ones that are basically from factory. They can take LPG, petrol, they can take a mix. Is there many of those? Uh, there's several. So Ford did several. And this is the problem is there's some focuses, for example, that really? are just dual fuel. That I people would not know this. Because people bought them and they were predominantly, they were made for areas of Europe that did actually have dual fuel available. Okay. Whereas in the UK, we, we don't. Generally, we just have petrol yeah. if you bought a, a petrol car but dacia for the fir- for oh. two of their earlier cars okay. and they really promoted the fact oh they're dual fuel which was a huge selling point but of course if you decide to go on holiday in your dacia which you may well do especially i mean yeah hopefully if you were towing you'd have bought a diesel so you get around it but mm-hmm. if you bought a petrol and you think oh i'll, I'll take the the Dacia Logan that I bought, yeah, off into France for a weekend on a camping trip. Well, well, you won't be you won't be going on the. You can go on the ferry. Someone may just happen to. I'm not saying the Dacia Logan has this, by the way. Double check if you own one because it's different years at different times and all this sort of stuff. So you can just look in your logbook and if it says dual fuel, then you know. Um, or you it may say in the the fuel cap, but it just was one of those things I didn't know. Caught me. Um, no, that's interesting. So proper consumer advice. It was proper consumer once. advice and not the sort of joke that I was trying to make it into at the beginning. No, see this. Well, you went off with he or him and her and her. And if well, no, that, and then that, that is the where well, you said got... you know you can't drive your car in the Euro Tunnel. Well, yes, because it's a train. Well, you can drive in the train for a bit because you need to go to the yeah, point where you stop. But that's not in the tunnel at that point, so you or can't. At the end of it might be. Who knows? Con- consider where does the Euro? T- I don't know where the Euro Tunnel actually goes from. Kent. I've got something that says Kent in my mind, but I don't oh, know. Because yeah, no, obviously it's not going to go from St Pancras. You haven't just got a load of cars no, dri- no. driving down Platform 10 at no. St Pancras, loading um, a train up. I am going to blank on this one. No, no, it's a, I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter Probably if we don't doesn't. know the answer, to be honest. Yeah, but we're, we're supposed but to either way, the, what uh... my point of that is, I doubt that the station is in front of the tunnel. So how far off the platform are we saying this train is <laughs> for it to be in well, the tunnel? It's a, it's a very long train. No, perhaps. you were wrong. Uh, you know, the problem for me is that I thought, oh, I'll just do it by going onto maps and having a quick look at what the Why way you is. just Google. But, yeah, I should have just Googled what it was, and now I'm looking at all the ferry terminals. I thought, oh, there's a well, line. It's not going to be in Dover. No, but the, I was looking for... I will find it. I was looking for the line that connected us across, thinking that that would be a dotted line underneath, but it isn't. I you, think I'm, I'm tempted to a bit further back. So the next thing, uh, Aston Martin have got a new boss. Have they? Yeah, they got rid of Tobias Murs and... Ah, it's in Folkestone. I was right. 
Oh, do you know what? <laughs> I should have just I should have just gone with my gut. I was gonna say Folkestone's Folkestone. in Kent, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We could have looked very clever. I could have just said Folkestone. We could have moved on. Well, I was I almost said Folkestone, but I thought I'll go with Kent because it's a wider because it's a county. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've got more scope there. Uh, yeah, so Tobias Moore's he's left Aston Martin. They have got uh the If X. it's not someone like um Crack or what or oh, like the Formula the One stuff. That? It's um I think that all companies now when employing high profile people should only employ people with funny names. Only? Yeah. Sorry if anyone can hear me typing. I'm I'm trying to uh oh, so also if you've heard me sniffing at all, I have I've got um a uh, a fresh dose of summer hay fever. So it was either that or don't do the podcast. You might have to hear the odd sniff. So apologies if that's made any of you uh it's all right, mate. I'll, uh, feel a bit grossed out. Miles I'll, will now edit this out, but leave this edit, part of it in. Just edit all your voice out apart from this bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> Apologies, listeners, and that's all you'll get yeah. from me in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, your your start was interesting, so I would leave that in. I I think it's a bit harsh for you to say I'm not interesting. <laughs> uh, and Amedio Feliza. Okay. Amedio Feliza. Anyway, he's a, Very good. he's a form of boss at Ferrari. Okay. So uh, Did you bring all the blueprints with him? Well, that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> that's one bit of news. Have I got the last bit of news? Oh, do you know what? I, I had something I wanted to talk about, which is a bit of a longer one, so I won't cover it on this one. I'll put it on the next podcast. Well, that was great. Time. I really enjoyed that topic. What the... he or she didn't do. <laughs> Volkswagen. This is according to the latest news stories, and from what I understand, Volkswagen themselves have, have sold... they announced some really good emissions figures. What they have, yeah, because they have sold out of electric cars. Oh. Because of supply shortage, which means their cars... Well, I mean, they're well, not I was any emissions. I was going to go out and buy an ID4 tomorrow. Oh, get yourself down there, mate. They well, put it on a wait list. Well, exactly, but I want, I need one now. Well, it's, it's really odd. When, when they say... I, I don't quite get manufacturers saying we've sold out of a mass production vehicle. Yeah. yeah. That always the, the factory me. is just closed. It's, it's like There's one thing to say we've sold out of a limited... For example, the... Um, I know I, I don't do Aston Martin because of my interest in them but Aston Martin had that V12 Vantage that they just made they made 333 they sold out in a couple of days now I think I think to be honest I think with the with the uh, the value of your shares that you might own in certain businesses well, I, think, plummeted I think you're fine to talk about them to be honest yeah Aston Martin really has plummeted recently yeah, so, so I, I don't think there's any the, the, the point being though that everyone knew there was going to be 333 I think it was made yeah. so the fact that they sold out is by no surprise to anyone because they said before we make the right, we're only going to make this many well, so, a bit like the the Veyron model that you've got up there. Yeah, well, that was it. limited to nine hundred and ninety nine. I think they made of those. They're not going over the thousand. I don't I think. Thought they'd so. I don't I think thought so. they had a thousand and one horsepower. They would have made a thousand and one, surely. Um, I'm not sure. It says it says on the certificate you've got behind it there, but I can't see it at the moment. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, um, what I was just going to say is that I don't understand when when car manufacturers say we've sold out. It's like, what do you mean sold out? As in permanently that car will never be made again because you can't make it anymore or yeah basically we just haven't got any stock yeah is what they're saying which when i when i used to work at a car dealer when i didn't have any stock of something i used to say i haven't got any of those yeah that was the end of the sentence not like, I, not I've, I've i don't have any of those and never I'm, will do i'm sold out would make it sound like oh you haven't got any then. it's oh, not no, tesco's yes exactly <laughs> We're sold out of Mr. Kipling's lemon slices. Yeah. Sorry, we get we do some in next week. Yeah, this is the thing. If you said it like that, but they just say we're sold out. It's like, oh, when you Mercedes did this a while ago, they said about the G wagon. Said oh, we're sold out until twenty twenty four. Like oh right, so you you can't make any for the next three years. No, as in like <laughs> oh, they're already all ordered, and you're like, well, couldn't you just make you just more? Yeah, like sure. If someone came to me, if someone came to our podcast and said, I'm really enjoying the podcast. Um, 
were willing to pay huge amounts to listen to another episode. Yeah, sorry, we're sold out of episodes. For yes, now. I wouldn't say <laughs> we've well, got we we've got limited. five. Yes, in in a bank somewhere. I would say, but... Hold on, you're willing to pay a lot of money to listen to our podcasts, and then I'd call Sam and say, Sam, we need to start doing podcasts every single hour of the day. Yeah, because that's the thing is. You, you meet the demand. Yeah, of course. And even if you want to say, well, we want to keep it a bit less than demand because, you know, there'll be cancellations and, you know, we want to keep the demand up somewhat. I understand that, but don't just say, yeah, we're not going to sell you any. No, like we have a, we do two a week and we like to sort of keep one or two buffer, yeah. if you like. And then we, so every not... now and again, we'll do a special, but yeah, it's like we did for the so, F1 So special. we're not running on a knife edge of, oh, yeah. my car's run out. Oh, my car's broke down. I can't make it to you. Okay, well, that's the podcast ruined then. Yes, <laughs> like we had to this week because I had... Uh, uh, I was expecting to be able to edit on certain days this week. Yes. And then Sam and decided to cancel I, on me. So. I had, I, I had a, an ant emergency oh, at yeah, home. You did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you manage to humanely uh, sort your ant issue? I got back, no ant issue at all. <laughs> so a completely wasted journey for me. <laughs> what was it? There was a couple of ants walking well, about no, looking see, a bit dodgy. I'd, no, I'd got a text. So we basically about three or four weeks ago, I had noticed when we were going out, we've got one of those, we've got a very large mat, which you yep. obviously know. Yeah which we, we bought a large doormat and cut it down to fit inside the door. And I I was going out and there's something against the wall next to that mat. And I just moved, I think it's some screen wash. I moved that and noticed there was a line of ants that had come in through the front door under the mat and were just walking into the house. So I sorted that yeah. and sprayed some... Um, it's like, in, there were, I didn't spray it on the ants just in case anyone's going to start going mental. It's a raid, like insect killer. Okay. But you, if you spray I it... Along, it as like you, a repellent. Yeah, if you spray it along the door, it's yeah. the same with like the spiders. You spray it around your windows and they get there. They don't like the smell, so they, so they don't around. go in. Okay. Um. So then my partner texts me saying, oh, I think we need to um, have a look at the ant problem because I found a couple of ants in my lunch bag. Ooh. So at which point? Not why you want ants, is it? That and, and that yeah. and your pants are places you don't want them. So at which point I immediately text you and said, "Do you mind if I postpone today? Um, need to go home. I've got this ant problem. Assuming that obviously the same issues happened again, but now they're in the house climbing into things, if you like. Yep. Um. So I'm guessing that either at work because I think she puts it on the floor in the canteen at work, and they work in like a converted warehouse. So I'm thinking that some had got in there. Because when I got okay. home, there were no ants in the house. There was no ants anywhere near the border of my house. Okay. But I mean, I, I I sprayed the whole of the um, the footprint, if you like, of the house with like a... Maybe they knew you were coming. Yeah. Said, well, you right, know, remember, it, I, we... remember we were talking about that vinegar and water mix? Yes. I sprayed that all around the perimeter of the house, which is supposed to last for quite a while. It is famous once the perimeter of the house. They make it sound like they're doing... Yeah, like... so it's sort of Area 51 <laughs> yes. of my house. Yes. But apparently that gets rid of, just in case anybody else has got any issues and doesn't understand why you do that, that's not, it doesn't actually repel them. That gets rid of the ants leave a chemical trail wherever they've walked so oh, that the other ants know where to go. Yeah, okay. This interrupts and gets rid of that chemical trail. So that's they'll get there and go, well, obviously we're not going this way because that's not where the trail goes. I didn't actually know. I thought it was something they didn't like. And the there. thing that you were laughing about, uh, chalk lines. Yeah, yeah. I, when you told me that, it, it sort of rang a bell from maybe when I was at school. So if but... you've got an ant on a piece of paper and you draw a ring around it in pen, it won't go over the line. It's just very I think I don't know if it's something to do with like the ridges. Like this, obviously a different... To the ant, there'll be a different height level there. Yeah, it must look like or... a chasm, yeah. I, I don't really know what the thing is, but it does work. I mean, I told you to YouTube the videos of it. I don't know if you did. But... Uh, my partner did, yeah. She yeah. was very entertained for quite a while, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, so just to finish off our, our podcast. Are we finishing off an automated podcast talking about you repelling? No, ants? we were talking about our schedule of recording and how it got interrupted oh, this week. Right, yes. Sorry. But I think basically what we were just saying that it got interrupted. So obviously I'm here today instead and one gets released yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're running quite late today. So maybe I'll have to come over on Monday as well. And then we'll record some well, more. Well, we like to have one or two in the buffer just in case one day one of us is sick or yeah, exactly. can't do it. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll do a couple of days, though, won't we? So you know, yeah. we're recording yeah, on a yeah. Friday, we'll probably record on a Monday as well. And then we're back up to our quota. Our quota, along with our any any specials that we may yeah, exactly. uh, add in. We've got, we've got, I think this is going to be our 40th podcast, this one. Oh, so 10 more from now. We're the 50th, our 50th podcast, and we're going to have to do a special for that. So we'll have to, yeah, that'll have to we'll be get a special. Spe- I think we should try and get a special guest on or something. Yeah, I, I am looking at how we can do it with the, the microphone yeah. set up and um, have someone extra on here. I just don't want it to be... So that I know people might enjoy it, but at the same time, I don't want it to be like it's constant creaking or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't want it. it I can't get rid of it with the editor. Exactly. Maybe we'll do a tester with someone just sat in the room using two on one microphone or something and see if that works. And then we can run with it if it does. And the main thing is if we don't have an echo, because I think I I know most people will be okay if they hear a little bit of noise here and there. But if there's a, an echo for an entire podcast... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if, it, if a loud mad. plane or a car comes past, I'm sure people yes. are going to forgive us for that because we can't control aviation. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had it earlier. I was in the, I was in the office here and uh, an Apache went over about 1,100 feet. I messaged you. I showed you, did. you it. But it's if... quite funny. Uh, this is how nerdy me and Miles are as friends because we live on military flight path corridors. And yep. if they're travelling one way or the other, then they'll be and coming. one of us sees yeah. it, we sort of message the other one. Because Miles did message me with a screenshot from Flight Radar showing this Apache. And then about 30 seconds after I read that, it came over my work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well, we can end it on that because that's a much better way to end it. Okay, cool. about Helicopters. helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. So hopefully, um, hopefully you enjoyed this one. So we did the news at the end rather than the start because... Because we're just quirky. Yes, exactly. We that. don't care. Exactly that. <laughs> Screw the rules. <laughs> no. no. To be fair, if we had a setup to our podcast, I think we'd forget it. Yes. Oh, Sam, we're... this is what we're going to do every week. Okay, I forgot. You showed me. You showed me the two pages you've got of notes of stuff yeah. to cover on the next couple of podcasts, and I said to you, mate, you need a sentence, and then we'll and, just and go and off on a tangent go off, for an which hour. Which is exactly half. what's happened because <laughs> half the notes are more than half the notes are just <laughs> waiting. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We shall uh, uh, actually. Yeah, no, sorry, the, the release schedule well, will I, be I as... hope we see them on the next one. I thought that's yes. <laughs> No, I was gonna say the release schedule will be as normal. I was just yeah. thinking whether there would be any interruption, but there won't be. So um Well, we, I think we've said even if there is gonna be an interruption, we'll release We'll try and put something out we'll, just to tell We'll put something yeah, out we'll, tell, say, look, we'll tell you. It'll, yeah, yeah. it'll be like a th- a minute and a half long podcast of you just apologizing and blaming for... me for something. Knowing that I'm never gonna listen. It'll be, yeah. a, it'll be a 15 minute rant about yes Sam what, said he yeah. was going to be here then he wasn't here then he was late because anyone knows him knows that he's late for everything he does yeah and then he just said, knowing you can get away with it it'll be oh, your yeah. best man speech yeah just on the podcast yeah. <laughs> it'll be one of our listeners though that knows you that says god you, yeah you, will you, call me <laughs> yeah you really got a, a ragging in that one that you wrote then yeah uh, did, did I, I? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening everyone we shall uh, we'll catch you in the next one we'll see you then